You've all gone the extra mile to revise this. We're in great shape for the client meeting. Thank you all. You're here for others. The urgent care is closed. Should we go to the ER? You know what? I know what to do. We're here for you. That is a little bit higher than normal, but medically, it's not a fever. Oh good, that's a relief. Have a great day, sweetheart. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> the client loved it. We're approved to move forward. Great job, everyone. Live fearless, North Carolina. We gon' love you and how we just chill. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Wednesday, November 20th. I'm Donald Ware. It's Hump Day Wednesday, the Hump Day Wednesday edition of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast as we begin to transition into week 13 of the HBCU football schedule. A couple of things I actually want to get to on today's daily podcast on yesterday talked extensively about the MEAC title tiebreaker scenarios and all of those different scenarios um, that could play out. Uh, we could have a situation where four teams could possibly be tied for the MEAC title. The, the the team that has the the that really controls its own destiny more so to the celebration bowl is ANT and ANT is the only team that controls its own destiny to the celebration bowl again a win against North Carolina Central on Saturday in Greensboro the Aggies are in the celebration bowl regardless of what South Carolina State does South Carolina State if it wins would share the title with ANT, but ANT would go to the Celebration Bowl by virtue of having defeated South Carolina State in head to head uh, in a head to head matchup. So we'll talk about that. Um, we'll look at the schedule for Week 13, and then I also want to talk about the prospective HBCU National Championship. I've gotten a couple of a couple of notes really about it because Florida A&M sits at number one. If Florida A&M beats Bethune Cookman, which I expect Florida A&M to beat Bethune Cookman, I think Florida A&M learned its lessons this year from last year about not finishing. You remember the win they had in Greensboro, the Wildcats had in Greensboro against North Carolina A&T and then couldn't finish, won the next game against Morgan State and then proceeded, it proceeded to lose, I believe it was three in a row, including to Bethune-Cookman in that Florida Classic. Uh, right now, if you look at it on paper, and, 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 and I realize you have to throw all those things out of the window. Um, I think Florida, you know, if you go back, I think it may have been the 08 season, Bethune-Cookman probably should have beaten Florida A&M on paper. Florida A&M wins that game, creates the tie, and and shares the MEAC championship. I believe that was Joe Taylor's first season as the head football coach at Florida A&M. So, I mean, anything could happen. You have to throw all those scenarios out of the window. But if you look at on paper, I mean, Florida A&M clearly is the better football team and is the best team in all of HBCU football right now I want to talk more about that let's take a look at week 11 final game of the season for Hampton as Hampton hosts Monmouth Hampton has had I think somewhat of a disappointing season I thought uh, and we know now Howard may not have been as good as we thought Hampton blew Howard away in Chicago but but you know, I thought Hampton would have had a better season. It's first in the Big South. And again, don't forget, I'm giving my grades to all of the team. All of the HBCU football teams are going to do that uh, beginning in a couple of weeks on the weekend edition of From the Press Box to Press Row. Alabama A&M hosts Mississippi Valley State. Last game of the season for both of these teams. Alabama A&M wants to go out 
on a strong note, has had a very strong season in Connell Maynard's second year. Arkansas Pine Bluff hosts Texas Southern. In this matchup, Texas Southern is 0-4 in the season. Last game of the season wants to win a game. Meanwhile, Arkansas Pine Bluff wants to be 6-5 on the season as uh, Coach Thomas, Cedric Thomas, has mentioned so often. Matter of fact, basically on every SWAC call about changing the culture, the culture has changed. But can Arkansas Pine Bluff finish the season? They got, they've gotten stuck in a little bit of a lull here uh, more recently with a couple of losses. But can they have a winning season and that uh, we'll find that out on uh, on Saturday the battle of the beltway as or I shouldn't say the battle of the beltway it's really the battle of Baltimore Washington Parkway Howard is hosting Morgan State Howard's had a very difficult season meanwhile Morgan State has played well you look at the win against A&T even though it was Virginia University of Lynchburg scored a lot of points I had a chance to see Morgan State against Delaware State. Morgan looked good. The offense is, looks good. Uh, Manessa, the wide receiver, is a beast. Um, and, you know, it's an opportunity for Morgan to go out uh, on the right track. Uh, the, the, the Bears have an opportunity, again, to, to, do something, uh, to do something that it hasn't done in a long time, and that's win three straight ball games. In what could be the Boxing Row National Game of the Week, A&T hosts North Carolina Central, it is the Aggie-Eagle rivalry. Aggie-Eagle rivalry in full effect in Greensboro. Again, a win for A&T means A&T clinches at least a share of the MEAC championship, goes to the Celebration Bowl. The Eagles would like to do nothing more than spoil what A&T is trying to get accomplished. And remember last year in Durham, A&T won that football game 45 to nothing. Now, folks, State hosts South Carolina State. I mean, you can make an argument as that for that being a Boxing Row National Game of the Week, and probably more so um, the the rivalry aspect. I think puts the A and T and Central game ahead. But if you really look at it, a win by Norfolk State and a loss by A and T means Norfolk State, South Carolina State, and A and T would all at least be tied, if not uh, Bethune Cookman as well, for the MEAC crown. So that actually probably is going to be the Boxing Row National Game uh, of the week, both, I think, equally um, because of the magnitude of Norfolk State and South Carolina State, but because of the rivalry aspect and what it means uh, more so to A&T and for Central, what it means to end the season uh, with a win over its arch rival. Tennessee State is on the road, last game of the season, taking on Tennessee Tech. It's been a very difficult season for the Tigers. Jackson State hosts Alcorn State. Uh, they had 40,000 uh, at uh, last year, uh, last week for Jackson State and Southern. How many do you think they're going to have for Jackson State and Alcorn State? Even though Alcorn State has wrapped up the Eastern Division, Jackson State would like to go out on a strong note uh, and has had, you know, I mean, record-wise at least, a solid season. Delaware State ending its season hosting St. Francis of Pennsylvania. Um, also, uh, the Florida Classic. I mean, you can make an argument that this could also be the Boxer Row National Game of the Week, Bethune-Cookman and Florida A&M. Again, the issue is Florida A&M, clearly the best team, 
ineligible for the MEAC championship and uh, also for the Celebration Bowl, which is why we're having this whole conversation uh, with respect. Because if you look at uh, at Florida A&M, Florida A&M is undefeated in MEAC play. The next best teams have two losses. So this would be a formality uh, for Florida A&M just putting a feather in its cap as it should be have it should have the MEAC championship and going to the celebration bowl. And that's where I'm going to uh, talk about uh, the, the box to row polls uh, as well. Momentarily Kentucky state hosts Lincoln of Missouri last two games of the season for both of those teams in playoff action. Miles is on the road, taking on Lenore Ryan and Bowie state is at home taking on Carson Newman. So that's a look at week 13 of the HBCU football season. So let me talk a little bit um, about um, the, the, the box to row polls. And I, I can't find the email right now, but I got a, I, I had someone to email me and basically uh, because I was talking about this on Monday's um, HBCU football daily podcast with respect to the fact that we could have a situation where the celebration bowl winner may not be voted HBCU national champs in the box to roll poll. It's very possible. Um, the email in essence stated that Florida A&M should not be eligible for our championship uh, simply because they are ineligible. He mentioned the word cheating, uh, that type of thing. Um, you know, this is the way that I look at it, it to me. And he, he, he also made mention of the fact that the celebration bowl is the determining factor of the HBCU national champion. Well, that's not true at all. First of all, the Celebration Bowl is not the determining game or the game that determines the HBCU national championship. It was created as such, and it's been promoted as such, but it is in fact not that game. It just so happens that the Celebration Bowl winner uh, the last four years has been HBCU national champion, and rightfully so, because that team deserved to be the national champion. A&T in 15, Grambling in 16, A&T back-to-back seasons in 17 and 18, and you look at the records and what, I mean, A&T was undefeated in 2017. So you look at that, and, they, and, and all of those teams deserve to be national champs. If Tennessee State is not in the equation for the HBCU National Championship, then you don't have a true national championship game, point blank. Uh, you can also argue now Hampton's part of that, although Hampton, you know, Hampton left the MEAC. Hampton left, in essence, uh, the HBCU National Championship. It left the HBCU National Champion. I mean, I think you still have to factor Hampton into the equation. It doesn't even uh, factor into the fact that you have um, – you know, the Division Two schools, some will make the argument you can't rank Division Two, uh, Division One. We do in the media poll because it's you talk about integrity. And that was the word that was used. Integrity. And, you know, the the, the 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 poll doesn't have integrity because Florida A&M possibly is number one. And that's not to say Florida A&M will be number one. I'm just saying it's very, very possible. The poll wouldn't have integrity. Well, no, that's not the case. Um, really, at least as I look at it at, at all. And to me, uh, in the media poll, uh, with the integrity of HBCU football going back so many years, we're going to encompass all of the teams as we've done um, in the media poll. So it would be interesting. Um, and and uh, But again, 
to me, if you don't have a true national championship game, then you don't have then then a game cannot then therefore decide a true HBCU national champ. It's going to go to vote until we find some kind of way to incorporate a true HBCU national championship game. I mean, we have it now uh, at the FBS level, but when you when you were in the BCS era, it still wasn't necessarily that way where the BCS winner uh, was was voted. It was still going on a vote. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's still going to be a vote. Um, I think, and I've been saying this uh, for a number of years now, as a matter of fact, I said that from day one, that if Tennessee State is not part of the equation, that you don't have a true national championship. I've also been saying that we need to have a true playoff system in this uh, in this in, in this bowl system that we have with the Her- uh, with the uh, with the celebration bowl. Uh, you know, let's have a a a four game system, a semi you know two a, a semifinal system, and then a final system. Why don't we do something like that where you have uh, the top four seeds, uh, one takes on four, one hosts, two takes on three, two hosts. You play the uh, the, the championship game, uh, which is the Celebration Bowl in Atlanta. We should expand this thing uh, a little bit as well. I think it gives it a little bit more credibility uh, for a, a, a national championship. But again, you know, it, to me, it's still a mute point if Tennessee State's not part of the equation. Now, it's not the Celebration Bowl's fault that per se, and not even per se, it's not Celebration Bowl's fault that Tennessee State is not part of the equation. At the same time, it's not Tennessee State's fault either. Tennessee State is a part of the Ohio Valley Conference. It's been part of the Ohio Ohio Valley Conference for quite some time. I mean, if I'm Tennessee State, I'm not going to move out of out of a conference to join the SWAC uh, or the MEAC predicated on a black college national championship. Like, I'm not going to do that. So, you know, Tennessee State has to weigh its options until we get to a point where we can somehow include Tennessee State. And I don't know, maybe you can remain in the OVC. Hampton can re- it can be in the Big South and still be part uh, of this equation. I don't I don't know how that would work. I doubt that the conferences, uh, respective conferences, meaning Big South, uh, our OVC would be happy about that. But I think at the end of the, of the day, if we don't find a way to incorporate Tennessee State, it can't be a true national championship game. Still, with that being said, we'll still like to see the field expanded. However, my thoughts, give me yours. Hit me up via Twitter at BoxToRow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. Or on Facebook, B-O-X, the number two, R-O-W. You can also hit me on my personal Twitter account, at dware one at D-W-A-R-E, the number one. That's going to wrap up the Hump Day edition of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to tell a friend about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, where they can listen online at BoxToRow.com. Uh, they can also download the podcast at BoxToRow.com, as well as at iHeartRadio. Media tomorrow on Thursday, we're going to begin to look at some of these games instead of calling uh, the games this week the Boxer Row National Game of the Week. We got a, 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 a couple of games to look at. We're going to preview, we're going to start to preview uh, these games over the next couple of days here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Talk with you slipping on my the blue one gun by my side as I mob through the beach on a mission and I'm fishing for my DJ Warren Gino as I look for the buzz. And see where my love's at On the lake where the dove's at Cognac is the drink that's drank by G